0: fall morning. So I invite you all to take time and kind of greet each other this morning. We have been formed and woven and this week we are being poured out. Jesus was God's love poured out for us. Jesus forgave again and again, modeling kindness and love in unmeasurable amounts, even before we admitted that we needed it. God's love is perfect and unconditional. There's nothing that we could do to cause him to love us less. So this morning we open ourselves to Christ's presence and answer the call to be his compassion poured out in the world creating ties that bind us to one another in love come let us put away all things that divide us and love one another come let us not be divided from one another come let us put away lies anger and harsh words come Let us put away bitterness, anger, shouting, and malice. Come, let us put away uncleanliness and deception. Together, let us speak truth, labor together, and do what is good and edifying to the Lord. Come let us be the people of God that we were called to be. Amen.
1: Our opening song is by the sidewalk prophets and i love how they chose their name because they said that they are just common people telling the truth about jesus christ and the song that we're about to sing is actually based on hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2 and i just wanted to share that with you it says therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. And when I think about living like that, we're people that have been inspired by people who long to inspire other people and we wanna live like our worship is more than just a song. There's evidence that we have been changed and that people do see Jesus when they see us. So I invite you to stand as we sing Live Like That.
2: So well, hopefully this is better. <laughs> so anyway, let's say that again. Good morning. <laughs> We're very excited about what's going on in the life of our community, hip faith here at Pendleton Center United Methodist Church. Two announcements I want to make sure everybody's aware of. First, that the fish fries for the fall are going to be starting up in a couple of weeks. And so if you are interested in helping out, make sure that you see Carl and he will make sure you get the training you need and all of that to be sure you can help in the kitchen and over those weeks. Second, we have a reception today after our 9 o'clock service for celebrating the ministry of Kelly and Sue in relationship to the choir. And so if you are able to stop through and pay them the respect and give them the homage they deserve for all that great service, please do because we know what a blessing they have been in those roles. And we'll see how God is using us, moving us forward in the future. But today we also have some other good news. Because it's always a joy in the spirit when we get to celebrate a baptism. And we are baptizing a new young brother in faith today. And so I'm going to ask uh, the family to come forward as we baptize Joshua this morning. Yeah, that's you, right? (laughs) This is your moment. Come on up here. Okay, so I'm going to ask you two to come over here. Stand on that side. Stand behind them too, please. It's all right, take a look around, get comfortable. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into God's holy church, which is not simply the here and now, but it is into whatever church and faith community we find ourselves in. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All of this is God's gift given to us without price. Today we come together as Joshua's family, godparents, and friends to celebrate the sacrament of holy baptism. Gracious God, let's pray together. Gracious God, every child is a miracle of love. And today we thank you for the miracle that is Joshua. Hold him in the gentleness of your hands and their family in the bonds of patient love. May this child grow in the way of faith and be close to you close to his grandparents godparents family and forever close to his mother and father let him be aware of your tender care and your righteous calling in his life in the name of Jesus Christ we pray amen so just a quick look and for Joshua's grandparents would you just wave your hand there for a minute Yes, because we have a special part of our liturgy in which we acknowledge the grandparents as well. And all the grandparents in the room will be happy to share in this blessing as well. Because we know it's an awesome responsibility to become a grandparent. And each of you has prayed for, supported, comforted, and encouraged Alicia and Joshua as they become parents. You have loved them through hope, times of anxiety, lack of sleep, and times of celebration. For all of that, know that God has used you, that God has needed you to be messengers of encouragement and hope. That journey will forever be a part of your story as grandparents to this child and any other grandchildren. As Joshua's grandparents, I ask you, do you promise to surround him with love, inspire him with faith, and support Alicia and Joshua as they raise your grandchild? Will you pray for their marriage, their parenting, and their family? If you will do whatever you can to fulfill this awesome calling, will you say yes? Yes. Being parents and grandparents is a wonderful and sometimes challenging place to be, amen? (laughs) And so now we'd like to pray for you and for all the grandparents here today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have brought Joshua to these men and women. You have brought them this child, and they thank you Lord please bless them with enthusiasm for these relationships bless them with stories of faith let them share you and your love with Joshua that he might grow to know you through these beloved grandparents in Jesus name we pray amen and so now for the four of you (laughs) this is a big deal and so we treat we treat it as such And so what we're going to have here is we're going to ask you some questions. You say them on behalf of this young one until he's old enough to say these himself. And that's how this works. And so your own personal faith has a profound effect on the way you live and raise your children. We gathered here are honored to participate in this sacrament that is for today and for forever. And so on behalf of the whole Christian church, I ask you, Do you reject all that is evil in the world? And do you come before God, your family, your children, these witnesses, and people of faith who will become part of your lives? If so, say, we do. We do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist all that is evil, all injustice, and oppression, in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, we do. We do. Do you confess your belief in God, the creator, Jesus Christ, God's son, and our savior? And to the best of your ability, put your trust in God's grace and promise to be faithful to God. If so, say we do. We do. (laughs) Will you, as Joshua's parents and godparents, nurture him in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and your example? He may be guided to the point in his life where he accepts God's grace for himself, professes his faith openly, and agrees to live a Christian life. If so, say, we will. We will. And so now, as Joshua's family of faith, I ask all of you, will you make every attempt to provide a Christian upbringing for Joshua, giving him the opportunity when he is old enough to learn about God, the Bible, and Christ's holy church? If so, say, we will. As family, friends, and congregation gathered here, do you promise to surround this family with love, inspire them with faith, and support Alicia and Joshua as they continue to raise Joshua? Will you pray for their parenting, these beautiful children, and their family? If so, say yes. Now let us pray together. Eternal Father, You have always brought forth water for your people. You created the world and the waters that nourish us. You sent the living water through Christ and your spirit. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this water and Joshua, who will be baptized with it. Clothe him in righteousness throughout his entire life, that this day, being claimed by you as a part of this household of faith, He will be marked forever with the sign of eternal life. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. And so as we come together today, let's welcome our new brother in faith. And so here's Bible and his certificate. Thank you. And God bless you all as you continue to walk <laughs> in this life of faith. It's fun, now you can go back and play, right? <laughs> Always a privilege to be a part of those moments, amen? And that's just one of the ways in which we express our love for God as we come together as God's family and welcome new people into it. Another way we express our love as God's family is through the ways in which we give. And of course, we are called to give some of what God has given to us as it continues to further God's work in the world. Today, we have a special collection. Our mission moment today is about the United, United Methodist Committee on Relief. This agency is our church's arm for doing disaster relief work. UMCOR has a reputation that is extremely good. And if you're not familiar with UMCOR, I would invite you to do a little research on it to understand how efficient, how proficient this agency is. I wanna make sure that you understand two things about your donation to UMCOR. First, our agency is one of the ones that is known to make sure we get there first and make sure we leave last. In other words, we are still at work in places when other agencies have long gone away and that's an important thing to do because we stay to help people and help people to reconnect with God in addition to receiving the disaster relief we need. Second thing about your donation is that whatever you give to this collection does not go to overhead administrative costs. All of it goes to relief and that's an important thing. So let the spirit move in you, let the smooth spirit move you, and give generously. Gracious and loving God, we are always moved by the ways in which you show us how kind and how generous you can be. That you give so much, so freely. And as we come this morning, Lord, and we share a portion of that which you have given to us, please receive it, receive it with our love, receive it with our joy, and know that we give out of our deepest, purest sense of love for you. Please honor, This gift, as it goes to the glory of your name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Take your seats. So we come to our conversation with God today, and there is much on our minds, much in our world, and much that we know where we would hope to see God's hand. So open your hearts and let's go together as God's people before God's throne this morning and see how the Spirit moves in us and around us. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us today. As we come and we seek to praise your name with who we are and how we live, we know that our humanness is limited. That our ability to reach out, that our ability to love flows only when we are able to tap into that well that is you. So spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us today. As we consider all those we know who are suffering in any way, and we see their pain, and we see their need, and we would do those things you have equipped us to do, giving of ourselves, giving of our gifts, giving of our resources, to help them in any way that we can. Lord God, we know that the gift without the giver is bare, that without the presence of love, without the call that you place on each of our hearts, that the gift is not what it could be. So Lord, Spirit, fall on us fresh today. We come before you with those names, those ones on our hearts we know, And so many that we have seen, whether they are struggling in body, whether they are struggling in mind, whether they are struggling in their hearts, Lord, you know what they need. And so we come on their behalf today, praying that you would move in their situations in ways that will shine the light. Let them move toward that light. Let them move toward the truth that is you. Let them move toward the presence and the peace that is you. Let them move towards the joy that is you. Because in all that people are facing, in all that we know, we know that you are still with us. Even though there are times when the world seems like it is overwhelming, times when it feels like evil is winning, we know the truth because we are your people and we know that you are always victorious, that you cannot and will not fail. It is up to us to keep our eyes open, our hearts open, and continue to press forward in all that you have shown us. So Lord, we come today thankful and grateful for all the ways in which we have known your presence and your spirit, and yet we still cry out that there would be a fresh wind today a fresh fire in us today. Send us into the world ready to speak your truth in love and enjoy. Send us into the world with hearts moved by compassion for those who are going without and those who are suffering. Send us into the world as agents of your love, truly those who can change things because you are with us. We know that you are at work. So Lord, help us to join you in the task as you call and you lead. You know what we need better than we could possibly know ourselves, but we know that we need you most of all. So Lord, as we come today, spirit fall fresh on us. This we ask in the name of Jesus, amen.
3: Our scripture this morning is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 25 through chapter 5, verses 2. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: So our word this week from our sermon series is poured. What do you think of when I say poured? Perhaps you think of your baptism. Perhaps you think of a special meal or a special drink that your mother made and poured for you when you were younger. I think of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples pouring water over their feet. This was an act of pure love. Why? Walking in sandals on the filthy roads of Israel in the first century made it essential that feet be washed before a communal meal. They sat at low tables and your feet were on display. So when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, he was doing the work of the lowliest of servants. Think about what their feet must have been like. They didn't shower very often, right? The roads were dirty. They wore sandals. Who knows what else were on those roads? And Jesus stopped and washed their feet. The disciples must have been stunned at this act of humility. Christ, their Lord and Master, would wash their feet when it was proper work for them to have washed his. Jesus' attitude of servanthood was in direct contrast to that of his disciples at the time, who had been recently arguing among themselves over which one of them was the greatest. Since there was no servant person to wash their feet, it never would have occurred to them to wash one another's feet. So when the Lord himself st- stopped and did this lowly task, they were stunned. In silence at his act of love. So when I preached a few weeks ago, we went over the Ten Commandments. Do you remember those? But Jesus gave us a commandment greater than all of those. In the Gospel of John, Jesus says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Seems pretty simple, but it's a near impossible task. What's love? How do we know what it means to love someone like Christ loved us? Love isn't easy to define. Shakespeare wrote hundreds of sonnets and stories trying to capture that feeling of love. We have hundreds of songs. Elvis couldn't help falling in love. Celine Dion's heart will go on. And Whitney Houston will always love you. If I asked how you knew someone loved you, it would, hard, would be hard to describe. You can't say it in words, but you know it, you feel it. The dictionary defines love as an intense feeling of deep affection. What does that mean? So we as Christians are called to be that love in the world. We are called to invite those who have been rejected No matter what they've done, where you've come from, who you are, God loves each and every one of you. There's a saying that you only love God as much as the person you love the least. As Christians, some things sometimes were anything but the embodiment of love. We sometimes forget Jesus's commandment to love one another. We're quick to judge and quick to dismiss. We use our words to hurt one another instead of using them to praise God. We've certainly heard a lot about this over the past year, how the pandemic was and is being handled when changes happen in our lives and in our church, politics, the election, immigration, race, the police, masked vaccination, I can go on and on and on. We've had so many opportunities to show that we are God's love in the world. So how many did we take advantage of? When I was younger, I remember the saying that we often said in school, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, but they do hurt. They hurt whether we, what we said was intended to hurt, if we're just being honest with one another, or if we've said it without much thought. So our reading today focuses on the importance of our words that we use and how we use those words to speak to each other. Being authentic and tru- truthful is what binds us together. Being authentic and truthful doesn't come without the possibility of hurt. The truth is messy. It gets tied up with gossip, anger, bitterness, feelings of judgment. When emotions get involved, things get very real. But rather than lashing out, we are called to think before we act, think before we speak, and realize that we need to be careful in how we word things when speaking to each other. We live in a time, especially now, where tensions are running really high. Name calling is rampant, and instead of speaking out in love, we throw out labels and words that are meant to separate us. We use generalized images or ideas about a person or a thing that don't tell the whole story. That whole truth about any person. So think about that for a minute. What if I asked you, who are you? So I asked Nancy last night and she said, I am a child of God. So think about a moment and if I came up to you and said, who are you, what would you say? I doubt any of you would use words like conservative, liberal, a drama queen, a failure, antisocial, if you were describing yourself. Those words don't tell the whole story. They don't mean who you are. Sometimes we enjoy feeling superior, even a little bit, to someone who has made us feel smaller, less important, or less intelligent. We say things to put them in their place because maybe it makes us feel more powerful. Maybe we think that it's addressing an injustice Maybe it's because we think that other person is acting as a bully. Or maybe it's just because we're hurting and we want that other person to hurt too. But instead of making us feel better, those words and expressions, whenever they come to mind, only serve to keep us angry and on the defensive, prolonging pain and keeping us stuck in that moment of time. So what would it look like for us as a church to speak the truth to each other or even ourselves about these divisions? How would they affect us and how do they affect how we see each other? So we might look back into our Ephesians with the reminder that what this adds up to then is no more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other And when you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. As such, we're called to do so much more than throw words at each other in anger. That makes room for wickedness to come in. Instead, we're called to a different way of being. And Ephesians also gives us advice on how to make it through those difficult conversations. In verse 29, it tells us, watch the way you walk, let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. So at first, this might remind you of the advice, if you can't say anything nice, don't say it at all. But considering the context of this passage is about speaking the truth. You shouldn't be satisfied with silence and avoidance. That's how we end up in our culture of niceness that leads us nowhere instead take a step back and consider that our words matter and find a way to offer constructive criticism to one another in love so this week i was working in a school and there was an awareness wheel to help the class solve disputes they weren't supposed to go to their teachers they were supposed to handle it themselves So the first step on the awareness wheel was to state your observation. What do you see? What do you hear? The second step was to reflect. What is it that you think? Then you name your feelings and what emotion you are feeling. And then identify what you want to happen. And finally, how are you going to do it? So I think that helps point us to the kind of grace-filled speech that Ephesians is talking about. This passage reminds us that it's not about avoiding those tough conversations with each other. It's about engaging in them fully and faithfully and well so that we're working towards understanding and lifting one another up rather than tearing down. So in school, you might have been told to watch your words. this is more than just a reminder not to say those hate-filled words it's a call to think about what you say with intention to put aside the things that are filled with anger and bitterness and spitefulness and instead seek kindness i recently heard someone say that kindness is telling a friend or even a stranger who's leaving the bathroom that her dress is tucked into her underwear. Niceness is not saying anything because you don't want to embarrass her. So kindness is not about ignoring that difficulty of conflict or disagreement. Kindness is being willing to work through it together. This leads us to openness, to forgiveness, that's made possible, not because we possess superpowers of forgetfulness, but because we live in an awareness of the gift of grace that comes from remembering that God has forgiven us through Jesus Christ. This gives us that confidence and competence to attempt to forgive each other and begin the work of reconciliation. God, who has made us members of one another in Christ, asks that each of us follow in his footsteps that we might become the followers of our savior. We must live in the love that he first showed to us. It always starts and ends with God. In between are the words that we say to one another. May we be attentive to them, take on the bold task of truth-telling and those hard conversations with each other and finding ourselves living in love as Christ's community is built up, even now so, they will know that we are Christians by our love. Each one of you was created in the image of God and we strive towards that sanctification to grow in our ability to be more and more like Jesus, to be more perfect. So I've spent my whole life in the United Methodist Church And I remember on many occasions that we were singing, we are one in the spirit or they'll know we are Christians by our love. I ask you to stand and join me in singing that now.
4: We are one in the spirit. We are one in. And they'll know we are Christians by our. we will work with each other we will work side by side and we'll
0: To those hard conversations, those difficult times, I invite you to stop and think before you speak and follow what those bracelets several years ago said. What would Jesus do? And show them that you're a Christian by your love.
2: Another way we show our love for Christ is by partaking in the gift of communion that He has given for us. Let's ready our hearts as we come to the Lord's table. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to You, Almighty God creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant with us to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets who looked for that day when justice would roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nation would not take up sword against nation, neither would they study war anymore. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we lift your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and he said take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. the supper was over he took the cup he gave thanks to you and he gave it to his disciples and he said drink from this all of you for this is my blood sign of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin every time you drink from this do this in remembrance of me And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving, as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us, as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us, gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Jesus Christ And now let us pray together the prayer that jesus taught us to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power Those who are serving, please come forward. The table is set and our Lord calls. As you are led by the Spirit, understand that this is a gift. A gift given that is easy for you because it was so hard for him. Hard on his body, but not hard on his heart. He was here out of love for you. And he understood that this would be the outcome. So as you are led, please come to the center. Use the center eye. Use the outside as you exit. The gluten-free station will be here on this side of the sanctuary. If you would prefer prepackaged elements, let one of your servers give it to you so that you receive it as a gift. Come as the spirit calls.
1: we freely receive god's love his mercy his forgiveness and his grace and we're called to freely give that to one another so i invite you to stand for our closing song the hymn freely freely
0: be God's love poured out in this world? And what happens when water picks up? It can become a storm of love that's shared throughout our world. And I invite you this week to stop and take a moment. Share that love with the people that you meet. Go in name of Jesus Christ because he loves you more than you'll ever know amen